0: Just do me one, promise me one thing. That's all I'll ask. If you're not going to sing me Lose Yourself, which was my real big ask, so now you, you owe me one, of course. If you win Kona, let's do an interview the day after.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to do that.
0: Love it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you the day after Kona then, Lucy. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. All right.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Lucy, I want to start this chat by playing you a bit of audio from something you said to me during a podcast on May 22nd this year.
1: I guess my, my dream scenario of, of winning that race in Kona would be a gun-to-tape win. I think it's what I've always imagined, but that's how I would win the race. So, yeah, maybe tactically that's not the smartest thing, but that's the way I want to win that race.
0: Well, here we are. You've just won the Ironman World Championships exactly how you wanted to win them. How does listening back to yourself saying that make you feel, given what you went out and did today?
1: Oh, it, I can't even put into words what it feels like. It it was the dream scenario to do it like that, and to do it on the biggest stage in Kona just feels unbelievable. I think, especially given the the journey to get here and the four second place finishes, it's just a real, real dream come true to do it.
0: I just want to hear about the day from your perspective, Lucy. So, can you take me through it from when the gun went off to when you finally crossed the line as an Ironman World Champion?
1: Yeah I guess I was in quite a good position when we were even before the gun went off we were obviously all lined up in the water and um, one of the guys on the stuck boards who was keeping us all in line was like this is the spot where you want to be the current's a bit better over here and I looked around me and I was like oh most of the other stronger swimmers are over on the right hand side so um, maybe tactically this is quite good and I went off obviously quite hard and managed to get a decent gap and had no one around me and I looked back a couple of times and I was like mm, maybe tactically this isn't smart just being this little bit out in front here and yeah I, I wanted to just hold off that group and I was like oh should I should I kind of wait and let the group catch me and sit in and save some energy and then I was like it's not really who I am so I'm just gonna stay out here and keep digging it and obviously I yeah, managed to get a decent gap on the swim um got out onto the bike and just felt really really strong from the off I think like we had a, a clear plan of what I wanted to do on the bike and I was managing to do that and even slightly above that and still feel pretty good so for me that the swim and the bike went really perfectly and then actually from the start of the run I was in a lot of pain I managed to stupidly hurt my Achilles basically a week out from this race I was doing an easy run I don't know what I did but race thinks that I basically pivoted on the spot way too quickly I'm very good in a straight line apparently but not turning so we spent a week basically my physio really working on it trying to make it as best as we could and at times I was like oh god am I even going to start this race because every other run that I did leading in from those days onwards it would get worse and then we'd get the physio on it again and it would get a little bit better and um, basically for a mile one on the run it was agony and I think I gave Reese a bit of a heart attack so I was like it's not good it's really not good when I ran past him and so the run was a real battle like I'm really proud that I managed to actually keep going because at times I wasn't sure if I would and I think because of that this win is even sweeter because I really wasn't sure if I was going to make it from the very beginning of that
0: run. Before we talk about the race, can you talk to me a little bit about race week, dealing with that injury? Like, obviously, you kept that quiet. How was your your mentality and, and your confidence?
1: Yeah, it definitely knocked my confidence a bit. Like, I'd had the most amazing training block leading into this, came to the island super confident, and then I was like, why now? Like, I just don't need this. Um, and, yeah, I think... A lot of people noticed I was quite quiet even in the press conference because I was not sure how it was going to play out at the end of the day. But, yeah, luckily it hung in there (laughs) just about and I managed to get
0: to the end. And so a a couple of things with the injury. When you were riding, were you riding like you you didn't know how your Achilles was going to be and you thought, well, I've just got to get as big a gap as I can on everyone?
1: Uh, No I was I was riding exactly how we'd set out for me to ride. Um, Reese basically had a clear plan of what I needed to do and I was just doing that and just feeling really really good and yeah I didn't I didn't push that more because I thought I wouldn't be able to run. I was still trying to in my mind be really confident in my run but I definitely didn't run to my full potential but at the end of the day it was enough so it doesn't really matter but I I still believe there's a bit more in the tank there.
0: You're used to leading bike rides with the gap you get out of the water but what was it like riding the entire bike course by yourself off the front of the Ironman World Championships where you were the one putting time into everyone and having the fastest bike ride of the day and not having anyone reeling you in?
1: That was just insane like If I could have dreamed up how the race went, that would have been how I would have dreamt it. And I was just having the best time on the bike. Like I was really enjoying it. The encouragement from the other women was insane. Um, Yeah, it was just the time really flew on the bike and the bike itself was amazing. Um, Cube have done an amazing job on it. And obviously the mermaid design was incredible, too. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I could do that justice.
0: And did you have any idea where you were in relation to everyone else? Like, did you have a strong, like idea of the standings of the race on the bike? Like what your gap was to everyone and where all the main players were?
1: So on a few occasions, I would get some splits. I actually had the guys from Cuba out on the bike course with whiteboards, giving me some splits. So I think that really helps as well. Like when you see that those gaps are getting bigger, it just gives you such a positive lift and you're like, okay, what I'm doing is working. I just need to keep doing that because it means that I'm going to be able to hopefully extend that lead going into the run.
0: And then you talk about getting off the bike and a mile in your Achilles being in agony. How did you get through it? How did you survive the, the, the next, you know, 40 kilometers of the marathon?
1: I mean, I've been through a lot, I think the last couple of years with the injuries and it teaches you definitely how to just grit and suck it up. And I was like, you know what, I think it's going to be more painful to not win this today than the amount of pain that that is causing me. So I just had to try and ignore it as much as possible. And there were some amazing people out there on the course, particularly my husband who managed to buzz around and being loads of different places, just telling me what I needed to hear. And yeah, I just had to just ignore it, but it was getting pretty bad at times. And I was really, really worried, but um, yeah, managed to crit it together and, and stick it all the way to the end.
0: It's funny though, because watching you the whole day, I didn't get a huge sense that things were as bad as what you're telling me they were. Internally during the run, how many really like low patches did you have where you thought, oh, I might not be able to keep going. My day might be done here. Or or was there none?
1: I mean, I definitely had that more than a couple of times. I think it's just questioning, like, can I actually keep going and just having the poker face and making out that it's all fine and when your competitors are going the other way, just smiling as if you're absolutely fine inside. But obviously there was a lot of pain going on.
0: I really do see you as one of, if not the most mentally tough triathletes I've ever had the privilege of watching race. And hearing your story of running through that injury today, it might surprise me if it was anyone else, but it just doesn't with you. And in fact, I find myself going, well, like, duh, of course, Lucy pushed through it. It's Lucy what makes you so tough mentally, so unbreakably tough mentally? And does it mean more to you to win in a way that did involve drawing so deeply on that part of of what makes you so special?
1: Yeah, I think I've been through a hell of a lot, even I guess going back to my swimming days, I had some really, really tough years and days. And it's just, I guess, molded me into the person that I am. And Obviously, over the years as well, having an athlete like Daniela that's pushed me to be better and just chase the top spots. She's really, again, moulded me into the athlete that I am. So I'm extremely grateful to her to keep me pushing. And she's made me work really, really hard over the years to finally get that win. And I get the same with Anna Haug as well. She pushed me right to the very end today. So I'm thankful to a lot of the women that have helped create this athlete that I am. And yeah, it means a lot.
0: Was there a point in the marathon where you knew you had the race won?
1: Literally not until I was on a Leahy drive. And even then I was looking over my shoulder just to check no one was there. I think I didn't even really slow down up to the finish line. I was like, i just got to get this done.
0: And so when you cross that, like when you're running up that finish line that we know you've run up four times for four second places now it's such an iconic finish line. What was it like running up there knowing that you'd finally broken the drought? It wasn't going to be five second places that you were now an Ironman world champion.
1: It was just insane. Like I've obviously dreamt about it since 2017. When I came second, I was like, surely one day I'm going to get the win here. And obviously then I come back and be second again. And then you're each year thinking, am I finally going to do it? And, I guess, yeah, we're just we're just so over the moon to do it.
0: You mentioned Reese before and I know you have a really tight team around you with, you know, Dan and Holly and people like that and, and Reese at the center of it all. Can you tell me what it means to you to have that team around you and be part of a day as special as today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't thank my team enough. This win isn't just for me, it's for the entire team that have stood by me the whole way. I mean Definitely my husband has to be top of that list. He puts up with me every single day. We've had some extreme lows with the injuries and he stood by me all the way. And I guess my sister is there documenting the journey all the time and just supporting me. I've had my physio here the whole time, just trying to keep my body in one piece. My bike mechanic, Cube, like all of my support network have just been amazing. Obviously, Dan Lorang, who is the coach behind all of all of the training that I do. He works really hard with Reese. They they really are a great team between the two of them to make sure that I can get to the start line in the best possible shape. So a huge thank you to that team because we wouldn't be sat here today with that world title if I didn't have them.
0: And what are your emotions like now, six hours after crossing the finish line as an Ironman world champion?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're sat here recording this and there's still women crossing that finish line. I can hear the buzz and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to go back to the finish and greet that final finisher today. But I mean, it's not really sunk in yet. I think it's going to take quite a while. And getting home, seeing the family and the friends, and just being able to actually celebrate that I've finally done this. It's definitely felt like I've almost dedicated my whole career to trying to win this race. So it does feel like a huge relief, like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders that. I finally ticked that box. And I actually think going forward in racing, I'll be able to enjoy it that bit more now because I've, I've done that. Um, so yeah, hopefully that'll make racing a bit more fun for me going forward.
0: We obviously talked about it off the top of the the show where you won the race exactly how you'd always wanted to win the race. And now we hear that you've also overcome crazy adversity during the race. You you've come second four times. I want to know, like those things all obviously make the win special, but does it make it any more special that you didn't just win, you won the Man World Championships in the strongest women's field the Man World Championships have ever seen?
1: I definitely adds something special to it. I think sitting in the pre-race press conference and looking to either side of the strong women that were sat there, I was like, whoever wins this race, it's just going to be like incredible for them because It is the strongest field we've probably ever seen in Kona and I think the fact that it was the women only day for the first time ever on the island that adds a bit of special to it as well and just the support that I received out on the course even from the fellow pros who were cheering me on in the energy lab I think they all have seen this journey as well and have have known that I've wanted this so badly and worked so hard for it so that again adds something special to it as well because I think they've all been on this journey with me too.
0: And we heard you just before talk about Daniela Reef and and now even Anna Hauge's impact on you and and you know maybe the impact they've had on you becoming the athlete you have. And then to hear you talk about then that then how it's special to you that the women were cheering you on and supporting you out on course and um, that you got that win on the first ever female only Ironman World Championship day. Were there any conversations before, during, after the race that have happened between you and and one of your fellow athletes that st- stood out to you as like special and and or, or just as like something that you remember for a long time? And if there was, could you share it? Yeah,
1: I mean, there was definitely a few. But even this morning before the race, I was speaking to Michelle Vestevie from Denmark, and she. She wanted me to win. She was like, This is your day. And I was, I could feel that energy from a lot of the women that they knew that I really wanted this. And I feel like they almost, if they couldn't win it, then they would have wanted me to win it. So that feels really special to almost be appreciated by your fellow competitors. And yes, we are competitors, but it's such a tough sport. I feel like there is so much respect there. And yeah, that that in itself is really special.
0: And then course record, I mean, it's just incredible to have that course record because that was Daniela Reef's course record, who you just talked about as being the person who basically forced you to become the triathlete you have and, you know, to beat her course record by about two minutes in a race that she's on the start line. How does that feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember the day that she did that course record because – I was second, but a fair distance back. And I was like, wow, she is just unbelievable. If I could be anywhere near the athlete that she is, then I would be like so, so happy. So yeah, she really has pushed me to my limit and made me really, really work so hard to finally get the title here.
0: Did you talk to Daniella after the race?
1: Yeah, we did speak a little bit. And she obviously was really happy for me. She said it was only a matter of time and you apologize for making it so hard for me but I guess I can only be thankful for her for like I said really pushing me to be the athlete that I am today
0: yeah amazing Lucy I don't want to take up too much of your time and I couldn't appreciate it more that you've given me this time that literally the night after finally becoming the Ironman world champion I feel incredibly privileged, um, that you've, you've taken up any time for me. So 20 minutes is, is plenty. Uh, it's too much actually. So thank you for that. But <laughs> seriously, just like congratulations. Like I, I just don't think anyone would be anything other than stoked for you because of what you've been through and, and only that's just what we've seen you been to be through like four, four times second places. How many injuries have you had over the last two, two and a half years? Like. To still be here, and and not only still be here, but put in probably one of, if not the best performance a, a female or athlete in general, to be honest, has ever put in at the at the Big Island of Kona, of Kona um, for the Ironman World Championships. It's yeah, it's just a story that we can all take something thro- from of like perseverance and sticking with things when they're tough, because the good the the, the best days can can still be there out, out of out the end of it. So. Yeah, inspirational. Thank you for, for taking us all on that journey. Thank you for spending this time with me here to reflect on a little bit. And um, yeah, congratulations. I'm I'm so happy for you.
1: Oh, thanks, Jack. I really appreciate it.
0: Will you sing sing Lose Yourself now? Are you in a good enough mood to give us a couple of bars of Lose Yourself?
1: <laughs> Not yet. I don't know. Maybe at the after party. <laughs> Is there a
0: chance I can convince Reese to take a video of you rapping Lose Yourself after a couple of margaritas tonight?
1: I'm sure that will happen, but it might be tomorrow. I don't think my body can take any alcohol right now, but I'm sure tomorrow when I've had a bit of alcohol, we might be able to make that happen.
0: Okay. And do I have permission to post it on Instagram?
1: (laughs) I think it will get a few hits, won't it? (laughs) Yes, We'll have to see just how good my memory is of the lyrics.
0: I've never pinned a post on Instagram before, but that's getting pinned and it's never leaving.
1: Might go viral. All
0: right, soak it up, Lucy. Enjoy it with the team. Thanks so much and congratulations again.
1: Thank you very
0: much. Cheers.